Well, guess what? We get to drink. Mojito. Ah. Mojito. Mojito. Anybody want to take a guess what we're drinking today? <laughs> Mojito. <laughs> well, why is it dark? Because I used dark Jamaican spiced rum. For our mojito. Kind of gives it a, a cola look. Yeah. There's also a little salad in it, if you notice. It's not salad. I, but I muddled the mint. Yeah. And now I'm like, oh, well, that's going to get like stuck in our teeth. And well, stuff. this is what you do in a mojito. This is well, it's exactly... usually like a sprig, I think, or something. No, it's pretty much like this. Mm. Um, I don't know if you should post a picture of this online because <laughs> I might be embarrassed. Well... The thing is, is that we're hoping it's mint because I went, <laughs> I, I went and uh, I've been told that all this uh, crazy growth around our planter beds around yeah. the house is mint and it's... Well, who said that? Nikki Lund. No, not Lund. <laughs> oh my God. Too bad we don't edit this podcast. Oh my gosh. Uh, you screwed up a name last time and... <laughs> yeah, well, I screwed, I screwed up that. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> so. uh, yeah, she told me it was. Uh, yeah. Um, it was mint, so I decided, uh, let's use it in a mojito and see. <laughs> I think it's mint. Well, let's try it. Here, okay. cheers to you. <laughs> cheers. We're drinking mojitos today because uh, because it's hot. Tastes like my backyard. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it tastes like lawn clippings. <laughs> <laughs> it tastes like an RC cola. You know how RC kind of like is a cola that tastes just a little off? Yeah, that, you, you nailed it. <laughs> what the hell are we drinking? RC cola will never sponsor us now. <laughs> well, at least it comes with a buzz. <laughs> or it will, maybe. I, I hope, yeah. Hmm. It's interesting. I don't think anybody else would call this a mojito. <laughs> I think I just, uh, well, let's see. I muddled some mint and then I, uh, you know, put a shot of rum in there and then some simple syrup because you're supposed to put some sugar in with it. And then I added some uh, uh, club soda from our soda stream. Mm -hmm. And that's it. Oh, and lime. I put some lime in it, too. I mean, those are all the ingredients for a mojito. I mean, it's not like it's bad or anything. I'm just not. I honestly can't conjure up in my head what a mojito tastes it's like to taste because like. I just never have them. I and just I was know like, this we tastes haven't like done this a one. Royal Crown Cola. Okay, that's what we're drinking. We'll, RC we will Cola, rename it. the hams of cola. Mm. Well, I had a date with you today. We did. We had a nice date today. Yes, it was so sunny and hot. Holy cow! We went to Perry. Yeah, it hit eighty um, here in Spokane today. Perry Street Brewing, our favorite place to yep. have a date. And uh, I took a I took a picture there. Maybe I should post that one instead of this drink. <laughs> yes, instead of this drink. Because <laughs> I had sour, you had bitter, and yes, we had tacos. Oh, the tacos were so good today. Yeah, so good. I can go back and have a taco again. Yeah, I feel like something just landed on me. There's a bug flying around in here. I just saw it. Okay. Yeah. I, you know, after having these uh, brain surgeries, I and I see something that floats by, I'm not sure if I'm making <laughs> not it sure up. if it's real or not. <laughs> Seriously, I do that a lot. And, yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I, I feel like something just flew by my face. But Yeah, hey. in our uh, ragtag studio here. Studio. Studio. Speaking of studios, we went and visited a, like a podcast studio today yeah and uh because we were kind of thinking oh maybe we have to branch out a little bit or or something well yeah you know. we we need some people to listen to us <laughs> right. um there's that yeah and no, we have some people that listen no, to us. we do we need a lot of people to <laughs> we listen need a lot of people this. to listen to us and uh yeah i i hate the social media game hate 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 it i know you and know why i figured this out you know what? why well I am not going to speak for you here because that <laughs> you would be know dangerous. better than that. <laughs> I figured out that uh, I hate the social media game because I, I'm too old for it. That's what I realized. I like if I'm just really honest, like 
the the young people today, <laughs> the youngins, uh, they like they like social media is second nature to them. Like they just they get it on an on an internal level, right? I have to like figure it out as I go along and figure out what people are looking. Oh, I just not cut out for it. I'm just well, not cut out for it. I'm just it's feeding a monster. Yeah. And uh, I would just rather do the things than feed the monster. Yeah. And um, and especially with all these changes that have recently, ca- you know, come across through Facebook, Apple, social media, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, what little I was working to understand for my business and for these podcasts now apparently doesn't matter. Right. So um, <laughs> I've like, been noticing just, a lot less ads on my Facebook homepage right? today. And we were talking about the other day where I was saying I hadn't really noticed that. But today I was kind of looking through and I was like, there's hardly any fucking ads well, here. And so when you want to be one of those people that pays for ads, this is getting to be. Um, what am I paying for? What am I paying for? Where is it going? What is it doing? And it's like a whole like I had an email come through about um, have your, you know, free uh like consultation with a f- Facebook uh, media expert and they're from Facebook. So yeah. it's Facebook yeah. that's advertising to me. And I'm like, really? Somebody is actually an expert at this because <laughs> kudos to you. Like what yeah. a job to land. Yeah. Right. Um, but I, but I'm just not it. One, I don't like to be there any more than I have to. I would much rather just have really great conversations with people yeah. like you. Yeah. Um, and uh, and just really land. To just do the thing. Do the thing. Like we were talking about that today at lunch. If we were just, if we were just free to do the things, you know, and didn't have to worry about mm-hmm. all the peripheral stuff and all the stuff to get it out there and all the stuff to get people to know it and all the stuff to. You got a big sprig of mint there, didn't you? Yes. <laughs> like if like, we if we I actually a had a budget, this. you know, for this podcast, we would budget for someone to do all Hold of our our yeah. social media yeah. and our marketing. Now, we would have lots of input on it. We would tell them what we want them to do. We would, I mean, like we would direct. I mean, we would not be hands off, which means we would probably micromanage the shit out of it, which yeah. may not be a good thing. We just don't want to do it. Well, when when we went to visit a podcast studio, there was an interview going on, and um, and there was this, you know, these questions. I guess they were looking for a social media manager or something like that, mm-hmm. and um, to to bring content behind their brand and all of that. And they were asking all these different questions. It was a small area, so we could, no matter where we stood, we were hearing this conversation right, right, and right. and. There were questions about content and SEO and all of this, you know, mm-hmm. language. And I realized in that moment that I actually knew more than the girl they were interviewing. <laughs> and that scared the shit out of me. <laughs> um, yeah. But as much as I have taught myself, learned, you know, asked questions from other people who know more than me about all of this to try and build my business... It just feels like it's all changed overnight. And I, I'm i a little bit lost. I'm back to word of mouth. I'm back to, you know, mm-hmm. something far more mm-hmm. organic um, because I really want to do the beautiful work I set out to do. But you have this monster that needs to be fed called all marketing. The yeah. Time. And if you slack off on it at all. You lose it your spot in the die. algorithm. It starts to die immediately. Mm-hmm. Like it's like a, it's like a plant on the windowsill. Yeah. That you have to constantly be caretaking, like constant attention. And if you step away for even an hour, the plant begins to wither and the mm-hmm. leaves fall off. And you're like, whoa, wait a second. No, don't do that. And you put a little more water, a little more plant food, a little more trim, you know, whatever else it is. And it just... Oh, it's unrelenting. Well, and then you, you plan out a lot of what it is that you want to say when you want to communicate that that resonates and is authentic to you and in the business that you want to be doing. Yeah. And then once in a while, you just get this this post that you put out. Like that, you just did. Yeah. And it just goes like. Goes apeshit. Yeah. And 
it's being shared like crazy, like nothing I've ever had shared, never had um, commented on or right. uh, instant messaged on or anything. Like right. it was just this like really fast thing that happened. Um, and I don't know what it was. Yeah. Like, well, what did I well, do? I, I mean, it was a pretty awesome post. Like, I was like, that's really good. So I think there's some element of that, Yeah, but too. my next two posts were like, eh. <laughs> and I thought they were pretty good, too. Yeah. So I'm like, yeah. I, I don't know. Yeah. And for me, I do all this intentional content for, like, my real estate business and all this mm -hmm. kind of stuff. Like, daily content. I'm daily putting stuff out there. And today, I I snap a selfie because I liked my, my beard and mustache today. And that's what's getting old. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like... God damn, fuck it all to hell. Why do I go through all of this when I could just fucking snap selfies? Well, you know? I was I was telling a group of my fellow coaches that we we meet regularly online and and I said, I'm really frustrated because I I put out these things that are well thought out and all this kind of stuff. And then I post a picture of Asher. <laughs> and that's the thing that gets all the attention. And they're like, yep, well, yep. Instagram's algorithm is built for that. And I'm yes. like, well, shit, I'm not playing this game. All right. right. We have to stop this because all we're doing <laughs> is showing our age card. <laughs> I know that. I oh, know that. But yes. OK. And we'll anyway. just say it straight up. I'm not even going to try to hide it. I'm too fucking old for this. You yeah. know? So I want to do other things that I'm not too fucking old for um, and pay well, some I, young person, some youngin <laughs> to do my social media for me. Well, what we we've landed on some really hot topics yeah. this week, um, just in our own conversation, just little snippets. And um, they're all things that I want to go back and I want to do the research on. I want yeah. to dig, dig, dig for and I am having to work on marketing instead. Like, right. that's right. why I want to do the thing. So if you're listening, just just share the podcast. Just help yes. us out a little. Just help us out. Help a couple of old farts out. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway. Yeah, yeah. We just, we, we just pretend like we're your grandparents and we need lots of help. And just, <laughs> we are yeah. someone's grandparents. So yeah. anyway, whatever. Yeah. Okay. Speaking of that hot topic, I don't think that there's uh, a lot hotter topics right now than uh, just to dive oh, right the fuck in. Here we go. Um, into the, you know, Israel, you know, Palestine conflict that's happening right now. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, we were talking, we were, we were kind of talking around this today and we thought, you know, there would, there would be, uh, there, there's a conversation to be had here, but I don't want to have a conversation like that. One, we really understand what's going on over there. Two, that we're any level of experts or even mm -hmm. vaguely knowledgeable about what's going on over there. Um, but what I what I do want to talk about is our perspective of what's going on over there based upon how we were raised slash indoctrinated mm -hmm. in evangelicalism. <clears throat> now, yeah. I know that that sounds well, like, that was how does that run together? You know, like you don't want to talk like you're an expert, but you want to talk about everything you know about this. And I'm um, like, no, no, no. What I'm, what I'm really trying specifically to say is that I want to talk about, you know, how we were, and I think it's very specifically indoctrinated to think about Israel that heavily influenced our view of the, uh, the politics of what's happening over there right now and uh and which makes it very difficult to mm -hmm. really understand what's going on and that uh you know to admit that you know i i've only begun to start reading about it but i know that there's so much more that i need to understand mm -hmm. about about what's happening over there and i'm working really hard not to call it a conflict because of your post your yes. post was so good well um I mean, ultimately that's what my post came from was this idea that just because we held something to be true doesn't mean it's right right so or that it even is true or that it's true i mean yeah uh, the the problem with with sides 
is that each side thinks it's true. Yeah. And each side thinks it's right. So I'm at a place in life where I want to pull back from the sides and I want to see everything through the lens of human rights. Um, I want to see everything from a, from a, a distant perspective yeah. so that I'm not seeing it from just a birth worldview. The thing that right. I grew up, you know, learning, which is what we talk about with rethink and all of that too. Um, so for me, what has come very apparent in all of this is one, the usage of words around all of this and what it conveys in how we create headlines, how we create conversation on it. And two, um, where my worldview actually came from in terms of this particular topic. Okay. So can we start there? Okay. Can we talk about that? Cause that's something that, um, you know, you and I at lunch today kind of stopped that conversation so we could have mm -hmm. it right here. Um, but what was the worldview that you were raised with concerning Israel in the Middle East? Well, I mean, if I go back as far as I can consider Israel, it was that Israel was God's chosen people. Right. So me too. Not necessarily relative to the the um, the the things going on there. I'm being really careful with words. The um, well, don't be wars. careful with words. Use the words that you that you were okay. raised with. The words I was raised with with the conflicts that are going on over mm -hmm. there that um, that because Israel was God's chosen people from way back Old Testament, then that means that we should be a country that aligns an ally with Israel. Therefore, at whatever cost, we should be supporting Israel. So America, this is this is how my worldview is, so was. I guess, um, America sending exponential amounts of money to Israel is in essence a aligning with God. So we yeah, are in right, right. So we have to be on the side of Israel if we want to be a blessed nation by God. That right there is is the the whole summary of how I was very specifically raised in my church indoctrination. Right. That that even if if Israel was still currently astray, in other words, they weren't Christians, they're Jews, right? They were still God's chosen people and they were special to God. And the only way that we, Gentile Christians, right. specifically Gentile evangelical Christians, were going to uh, experience continued blessing like America had been blessed by God, mm -hmm. was to continue to align ourselves with Israel. And in fact, I remember a conversation at one point in time that said it was something in line with all countries that have supported Israel have been blessed by God. Countries that have not supported Israel have not been as blessed by mm -hmm. God. Um, that was the worldview that I was indoctrinated mm -hmm. with from the time I was a little kid. Yeah. Yeah. So you get to this, uh, to this place. I mean, I even remember as a kid hearing kid, young adult, hearing that you pick your presidential candidate on whether or not they align with Israel or not. <laughs> so it was one of the one of the, the boxes that needed to, to be, be checked, checked in order to vote for in that, that brochure that came out from the pro, you know Christian right movement yes. of all the things you yes. need to conservative look for. Yes. evangelical right right slash Republicans. Right. Yeah. So um, when you are given that kind of worldview where um, your 
wanting God's favor, then you're going to want to align with what you've been told is in God's favor, right? Right. Um, I saw something that came across on a social media post um, just today. I wish, I, I'll probably need to go back and find it, but it was um, somebody brought up the fact that the that we come back to this idea that the Israelites were God's chosen people, and yet they've been pillaging and and um, ruminating around uh, territory for as long as they've existed. Like, they are not necessarily who we think they are. That this nature to um, overcome lands and to consume um, homes is is what they've always done. Mm. So I went I went back in my like church history lessons <laughs> as a kid and going, well, you know, they spent forty years in the desert wandering around, and and then you and I, <laughs> we you were like, we were asking this question, like, who decided that they were God's chosen people? Well, somebody came off a mountain and said, we're God's chosen people, right? So, like, I, yeah. I, I have to, you, what can of worms do you open when you start to challenge the worldview, the belief system, the understanding and how you see everything? What do you have to unravel to see the truth that is truth for both? Like, it's yeah. it's tough and and I and I saw somebody else um, post who um, has been in politics for her entire adult life and um, very closely into into you know paid politics and uh, asking why Christians are having this uh, desire to side with Palestine why are you doing this like it was like a real question yeah and I. And I just wanted to say, uh, because life matters, because <laughs> because it, all lives matter. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, right. No, I'm just saying I, to, to use saying, that to use that in the, right. You know. But I just want to say, why why is it okay on one side to to murder and destroy because they're quote unquote God's chosen people, but it's not okay to. Like, I, it's just like the inconsistencies are astounding. You know, okay. So (laughs) the whole thing about Israel being God's chosen people was so, uh, thoroughly, uh, soaked into me. Okay. Mm -hmm. That I'll be really honest with you. I have little bits of, I don't know if it's a trauma response or what, like, going on right now, having this conversation where we're like questioning that. <laughs> okay. Right, right. It's like, it's, it, it's an intentional effort on my part to even have this conversation because that was such an important part of my mm-hmm. worldview right. that I was given is that, you know, that is the, that's the Holy land over there. Mm-hmm. And there is something different. There is something dare I say, sacred Mm -hmm. (laughs) about that land apart from all other land. There is something uh, different. There is something sacred about the Jewish people that uh, apart from all other people. Now, (laughs) here's the thing though. It's like I was, I was listening to another podcast today and, and they were talking about this conflict that was going on. Conflict. There's that word again. Okay, um, let, let's just stop. And, oh, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. And, and let's, Talk, say what you said, because. So I, I and I know other people do, too. I have a problem with the word conflict. Yeah. Because when we call something a conflict, we are saying there's equality in that event on both sides. Right. There is equal participation in a conflict. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This is not a conflict like. CNN and everybody else wants to put in their title, the Israel-Palestine conflict. Mm -hmm. Um, This is colonization. This is one country coming in and taking over another country. That is not equal. 
Right. So therefore, it's not a conflict. So we have to be very careful with our use of words. Whether you agree on either side or not, Sure. this is not the right word for what's happening over there. Right, right. Yes, attempting to take by force. Right. Um, and it, yeah, that, that's why we're, we're so like we keep reacting to our use of the word conflict. But again, it's, it's like it just rolls off the tongue, mm-hmm. right? Because mm-hmm. it's right there all the time. Um, but uh, where was I going with that anyway? I was talking. <laughs> I forget what I, I was talking about. I'm sorry. About. <laughs> I just felt like we keep circling around that. I know. No, it was important to say that. It was important to say that. Um yeah, Israel, you know, um, important, uh, <laughs> God's chosen people, oh, blah, just blah, take blah, a drink. blah, It'll blah, come blah. To you. Yeah. Well, ultimately what it comes, oh, the podcast I was listening to, that's what I was mm-hmm. talking about. Okay. So, um, somebody is, you know, somebody is listening to us screaming at their speaker. You were talking about the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so there, I got it. Yay. Um, so, uh, where they were talking about the, the, uh, you know, they were talking about the, th- the thoughts, the worldview towards this and how Christians view it and all that. And there's, and they're talking about how, um, how evangelical Christians <laughs> love to say how much they love Israel. Right. And, and they said like, like you can love an entire nation like that. <laughs> like you can, like, that's a thing where you can, you know, where you don't realize that, and they said, it, and just the fact of that, don't, the, there are very different political parties within Israel. There are people who have very different views and ideologies in Israel. <laughs> and you're just saying you blanket, you just love them all, you know? And then they were talking about how, and, and in addition to that, you also believe that if they don't reject their current religion, and embrace Jesus as the Messiah, they're going to all burn in hell. (laughs) Pick what it is you believe. Right. It's like, we love Israel. We support Israel. But if you don't completely abandon your religion, you're going to hell. (laughs) It's like, nobody just like does the basic, the basic kinds of mental work to say, Hey, this doesn't really add up, does it? Yeah. This doesn't really add up. We're we're what we're saying, and, and I'm speaking from the evangelical perspective here. Uh, what we're really saying here is that we love who you should be. Um, mm. That that you're the you're the chosen ones. You're the ones that have been set apart by God, and you should acknowledge that in the reality that Jesus is the Messiah, he went to the cross and he died for your sins and you should, you know, look to him and, and, and receive his forgiveness for your sins, which is the, which is anti-Judaism, by the way, Judaism mm-hmm. very specifically has, I mean, uh, you know, you know, Jews, Jewish teachers, rabbis, theologians, all of that today very clearly say, we don't think Jesus was the Messiah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that is that's that's the Christians thing over there. We do not look to it, to Jesus as the Messiah, right? Okay, so there's this very clear delineation there, and uh, and you know, and it's this thing of saying you don't even get what it is that you're calling them to, right? Um, you you're you're calling them to abandon everything that they are to align with your beliefs then you will align with them as the chosen one. It's like, it's such circular fucking logic that it, it, it just immediately implodes on itself on the most, like the most basic kinds of scrutiny. And yet, uh, and yet they use that kind of, of circular logic to then look at the, what's going on in the, the Gaza strip, you know, I would say war. in a large part, the war that's happening there, the, the, uh, the colonization that's happening mm-hmm. there. Right. And, and immediately throw their weight behind Israel and say, no, 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 we support Israel is in the right. Palestine needs to get the fuck out of there. It's in the billions of dollars. Like I think it was $3.8 billion that, and I don't quote me on it. That was one number that I read, but, um, 
that we have in 2020 sent to Israel. Mm. And then we're in the millions for Colombia. So what? Yeah, yeah. You know, if for evangelical Christianity, they wanted to be consistent in just one thing, let's just take one thing in the whole faith structure from Genesis to Revelation. Let's pick one thing to be consistent on. Jesus said, we wrap up the all of this law into two things, love God and love your neighbor. Right. And somehow in evangelical Christianity, we're more interested in doing gymnastics through all the exceptions and the uh, twists and turns of what that actually means and who that actually is meant for than to just do those two things. Right. And, you know, it, and, and a lot of this is wrapped up in this um, largely evangelical eschatology, which is, you know, the their faith around what's going to happen in the quote unquote mm -hmm. end times. Right. Yeah. I saw um, that. I saw that post on that evangelical site that you, uh, commented F U U U U U U U C K after. Cause oh, right. it was pretty. Uh, yeah. See, yeah. Yeah. There was this, uh, this, this lady that put, so we belong to this group called evangelicals on, on Facebook. And it's just, people who are no longer evangelicals who post about all kinds of stuff on there. And, and it's, it's crazy. It's all over the um, place. It's all over the place. Cause there's so many things. To <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and sometimes it's, topic. yeah, sometimes it's too much for me. And sometimes it's just like, Whoa, anyway. Um, so, uh, that, you know, this lady is, you know, s posting these screenshots of these, of the text that her husband sent her, breaking down the end times, you know, the end times eschatological, eschatological theology of, uh, evangelicals predominantly, mm -hmm. um, that, uh, you know, what's going to happen in the end and what's going to happen in what's called the tribulation and what's going to happen mm -hmm. with the, what's called the rapture and what's going to happen with, you know, what's called the, the new heavens and the new earth and, and what's mm -hmm. called Armageddon and, you know, all these things that we, we, you know, that, I'm sure everybody has heard of at least, even if you're unfamiliar with it. And, um, and it's so it's, wild because it's cute quality shit. Oh, it is. It's big time. Yeah. 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 It's on the same level. Now what's so fascinating to me and, and which was actually a huge part of my, uh, deconstruction mm -hmm. is that, uh, that's not Christian theology that is largely, Americanized Western evangelical theology. Right. Because there are lots of denominations around the world that just don't give two shits about, es about American eschatology. Mm -hmm. Like they just don't, they're like, why are you guys so fascinated with this? You know? Um, and, and why do you interpret it that way? You know? <laughs> and, um, and then when you really start looking at it from that lens, you're like, yeah, there's a lot of liberties at, and that's being kind. There's a lot of liberties that are taking and coming up right. with the, uh, the left behind book series. Right. right? <laughs> well, it's, an, um, it's another which one. Which I have to say, I read every single one of those Oof. books. You know? It's a good thing I didn't like to read then. Um, that's another one of those consistency, th consistency. <laughs> Take another drink. Yeah. I think I had mint on my tongue. Um, it was, it's another one of those consistency. Oh, there you go. There I go. Things. Um, now I forgot what I was talking <laughs> about. <laughs> we talking about how American eschatology is not embraced in the rest of the world. American evangelical. Yes. Okay. So, so Jesus, w w the Christian faith is, is based around, uh, primarily, mostly, uh, its whole, uh, understanding of, uh, salvation is based around, um, the ministries of Jesus. So right, Matthew, right. Mark, Luke, John, primarily, right? And and in that, Jesus talks about how you have you have discussed that there is um, a heaven, 
And I'm saying that the kingdom of my father is here now. This was a this was a big deal that Jesus was saying this at that time because um, there was an understanding about what heaven was. And so he's saying, stop waiting for this thing to come because it is here now. Being part of my father's kingdom is a now, it's a present. And yet we come full circle to 20-something and we are still talking about this end times, this other thing, this going someplace else, it's counter what Jesus even talked about. Right. So I, I, the inconsistencies in the evangelical um, belief system are becoming so profoundly obvious to me now, um, but it has required me to step back and be okay with either not believing something at all or changing how I view that belief. Um, that uproots my community. That uproots my personal understanding of deity. That uproots how I see social structures. That uproots how I see human rights, equality. Like there is not a part of my life that does not get uprooted when I step back from this birthed, um, belief system. Right. So when I look at what's going on in, um, in Israel right now, I have to be consistent that if I'm going to look at the responsibility of me as a white woman in America, um, in the horrific things we have done, uh, in racism and white privilege, then I have to be willing to look at all of it. I don't get to just pick and choose one topic that goes, okay, this is the one that I'm going to dive into and change how I view or interact differently in the world because some of them are definitely a lot more comfortable to uproot and deal with than other ones. Um, for those who have been Jesus followers, for those who have been in the Christian um, belief system, to say something like Israel is colonizing another people is almost blasphemous. Yeah. It, it is. Yeah. And it is another uh, world issue that we are having that is dissecting and dividing the Christian faith. So... You know, we've we've been talking for a while now that we've been working on a our rethink project, mm -hmm. um, and 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 this is this is like the reason why we've been working on it. So, in in the ways that we have, um, is because when when we start to peel this stuff apart and we start to see, wait a second. I've had this worldview because of all of this influence over here. And now I'm beginning to question this worldview, right? Yeah. What do I do with it? Right. Um, and I, I think that we're, we're in this place right now where in particular in this country, we have those who are willing to question their worldview and we have those who are not willing to question their worldview. Right. And that is not a Republican versus Democrat breakdown. No. That is there there are that exists between right. all parties, all affiliations, right. all religions. I mean it it exists everywhere. Right. Um I would say that <laughs> I mean those who are willing to question everything tend to be more liberal, <laughs> but I'm not going to, but it's, but it's not as simple as like a party break, right? No, it's not. Um, um, a party line break. Because it depends on what the social issue is. It does. And, and I think that, that that's the thing that, that, that tends to become the, uh, the plumb line mm -hmm. that, uh, that happens in all of these conversations is, 
what is the effect on humanity? What is the human effect of, of this kind of thinking? Right. Where does this, what human outcome does this lead us to? Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and, and I have, I have been listening to some people on very different sides of this thing that I've actually been enjoying all of the comments and the conversations that have been having mm-hmm. had and, you know, all that kind of stuff too, it, because none of these things are simple. No, they're not. They're, they're profoundly intricately complicated. Right. With, with, you know, I, I, <laughs> I, I think of it a lot of times cause you know, I, I think in pictures and you know, that kind of thing. Um, I, I think of it a lot of times in the same kind of way that Dr. Michaels talked about removing the tumor from, from your optic nerve, right? He said it was like, like, like pulling a mm. piece of gum off of wet tissue paper. Right? Mm. And it was like, it, it was so difficult to do without ruining the tissue paper, right? Yeah. And it's like, because it's so intricately woven into everything and it's, and it's, and it's sticky and it's, uh, and it just touches everything, right? It's, it's not just like going in and just like popping something out and saying, well, we don't want to believe that anymore. There's all these compounding kinds of, of, you know, attachments that come with it. Uh, I think we talked about that at pretty great length last, last episode, um, we talked about the new New Amsterdam TV show, yeah, right? Yeah. And how everything kind of affected everything. And it was all this chain reaction of events. That's what we're dealing with over and over and over again. You know, like, you know, we, we talk about colonization. Well, you can't talk about the colonization of Israel and Palestine. And, and, and I'm going to, I'm going to stop short of calling it that because again, I, I just haven't read enough on it. I don't, I don't understand the history of it enough. I have a leaning towards, it doesn't look good, you know, (laughs) but there's, but there's, I know there's a whole lot to understand those, you know, conflict of whatever's been going on. Yes. Yeah. 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 But you, but you can't talk about that without also looking at our own colonization of this country. Right. Yes. And, and I think that that's what's uh, the an- unraveling part of it. Yes. Is is because like you and I were starting, we've started a documentary. Well, I don't know if it's actually a documentary. It's it is a documentary. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Um, and I don't even remember the name of it because I've been kind of half Exterminate half- All the Brutes. Okay. It's on HBO. We, we're, we're, very... we're having to go back and, and watch it again. Um, but because Asher's been it, really loud while we yeah, watched it, so I've but been it has been mind blowing so far, and yeah, yeah, and just uh, really seeing um, what colonization is mind blowing, challenging. I'll challenging. put it that way. It's yeah. been very challenging. Um, and and all of a sudden going, wow, this is okay. This is the next layer for me in human rights. Is not just uh, is someone. Do they get the same votes or same rights like to vote or to have a job or to have all these things? But it's it's overtaking another people for their for their own profit or whatever their motivation is. And that is the birth story of America. Yeah. And and but but it's become so complicated that it's like, you know, we were having this conversation uh, the other day that. So what do you say? You know. We shouldn't have stolen this. Uh, uh, we shouldn't have stolen this country from the the people who were originally here. So let's all get out and give it back to them. Okay. Well, then where the fuck do we go, right? And if we do, just if everybody that wasn't here originally doesn't have ancestry that is tied to being here originally, we all just get out. Then all the systems collapse. Well. The people that were here originally now rely on those same systems for their own welfare, right? Um, and I'm not saying welfare in terms of like government welfare. government welfare. I'm talking about just well, like food and water right. and like if, if if the electrical grid and the water grid and the and the and the the grocery store grid, you know, all of that collapses. Well, the people who are originally here they can't sustain all that on them their own. So then then what then? Well. 
you know, or well then, maybe they, maybe they can, maybe we do deserve to get the fuck out of here. But, um, no, 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 no. Just, I mean, again, from a, a pure, I mean, what I'm yeah, saying is I, that there's, there are no easy answers no, to there, this. There, there aren't there, easy answers. Because and it's, it's become so intricately woven together that we, we can't go back and undo all of this stuff. And so because of that, you have people that just say, well, then let's just forget about it. We are where we are. Fuck you for whining and crying about it. Get on with your life and, and all that. You have people that, that come up with extraordinary other kinds of things that, you know, that we should get out and give everything back. And, and, you know, maybe you don't agree with me, but I, I say the, the whole thing implodes on itself and everyone dies if you try to do that. Well, and then you say, okay, okay. Mr. Optimistic. Well, no, I'm just saying that it's, it, we've created systems yeah, that are relied upon today that are unsustainable without mass amounts of people to run them. All that I'm saying is that at some point in time, there has to be an other there has to be a new way. Well, don't you think that that's actually what Jesus was trying to say? Yes. Um, because he comes in on the scene and they are all expecting the Messiah to be someone who takes over the throne and rules from a, a place of divini a divinity. And uh, everything is now perfect, right? Yeah. And what he did was not that. He came in and he started talking about justice and equality and what it means to be here now in the space that you are at, at this moment, in this present. And he asks for both to consider equality. Because they all, they were all at the time, this is a very broad brush here, but looking for a Messiah to come in and fix everything. And if you come in and you fix it, then we will be where we should be. And he comes in. And this is why I this is why I I just like so much of of the representation of Jesus in the gospels. And there's a whole other conversation about right. how that came to be and all that kind of stuff. Forget all that for now. Okay. Um, the representation of Jesus in the gospels, because he was someone who came in and said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm not going to fix everything for you. I'm here to tell you that you can live the life that you were meant to live, the good life, if even if everything stays the same. Mm -hmm. But here's what can change. You, you can change how you look at someone else. And you can bring about the kingdom of God in their life. You can bring about heaven in someone else's life. And lo and behold, they can bring about heaven in someone else's life. And they can bring about, until pretty soon, we're all bringing about heaven in each other's lives and everyone experiences heaven. That is not the evangelical Christianity. God, no. No. It's no. not. It, it, evangelical Christianity is we have a problem. It's called sin. We have a problem that exists. We need Jesus to fix our problem of sin. He fixes it when we, when we tell him that we believe that he died for our sins and we believe that he's forgiven us of that. He fixes that problem. Then we can go away to heaven. And that's about me. That's about my quote unquote personal relationship with Jesus. Doesn't have anything to do with you. If you choose not to do that, then, you know, sorry, but fuck you. You're going to burn forever in hell. I know that Jesus fixed my problem. And so I get to experience heaven because he fixed my problem. And I'd, I'd really like to have a conversation with you about him fixing your problem also so that you can go to heaven too. So you can join the club. So you can join the club. We had a, we, we pulled up out front today and, you know, got back from, you know, run some errands and shit. And, and 
here come a couple of, let's just say, religious folk walking down the road. <laughs> and, uh, and I just wasn't in a place for it. And I wasn't trying to be rude, but I was like, no thanks today, guys. No, no thanks. Not interested. Well, is there a better time? And I'm like, nope, because I'm not interested. Okay, well, is there anything we can do for you or anything else? And I'm like, guys, hear me now when I'm saying I'm not interested. Why? Because there is an expressed agenda. Mm -hmm. There's an expressed. They don't give two fucking shits about me. What they care about is trying to get me to acknowledge that I have a problem and there's a solution for that problem so that I don't have to burn forever. Boy, Whatever like version that looks campaign. like. It does. And I'm just fucking over it. I'm just over it. I'm not interested. And you know what? I don't have a lot of patience if that's your MO. Like if, if that's what you're about and if that's what you're going to walk the streets about every day, I just, I really don't have a lot of patience for you. In fact, if I'm going to be really blunt, you kind of disgust me because I, I don't think of you as someone who actually loves people. I don't think of you as someone who actually has others' best interest at heart. I think of you as someone with an agenda. And, and if you have an agenda, then I am part of the quota that you need to fill to accomplish your agenda. Um, and it's just, and, and I, it may, it may seem like we've gone a long ways away from the, the beginning of the conversation around the Israel and Palestine thing that's going on right now, but it's really not, it's really not, you know, there's, there's an agenda there. And for all the evangelicals that just blindly throw their support at Israel without really understanding what's going on there. And again, I'm not about to pass judgment one way or the other, N not because I don't have feelings about it, but because I just don't really know. Right. Yeah. Okay. So on that basis alone, not basing any kind of judgment, I'm just saying blindly throwing your, your support, you know, behind Israel because they're God's chosen people and whatever else satisfies a fucking agenda. And the agenda that it satisfies for evangelicals is that if I support God's chosen people, then I will be blessed. Even if in the long run, even if in the long run, I think all you Israel people, if you don't, if you don't reject your current religious system and, and instead believe like I do, you're all going to fucking burn in hell. It serves my agenda to support you because I, I'm going to be blessed in that. Mm -hmm. Man. I, you're hotter about this topic than you thought you were. Yeah. That makes, I, like, I'm sitting here right now and I'm like, what yeah. is this that I'm feeling? I'm fucking angry. Yeah. I'm fucking angry because that, that is about using people mm -hmm. for your own benefit. And even if you, even if it turns out that you're right, even if it turns out that Israel's in the right and they have, they have the right to this land and all that kind of stuff, you're still fucking wrong. Because at some point, somebody is dying so that you can yeah. receive the blessing of God. It's inhuman. It is inhuman. And, uh, on, it's inhuman on... to take life. It's inhuman to bomb buildings that, that men, women, children, animals, whatever else, die in. Mm -hmm. it's, it's inhuman and that is anti-Christ. Yeah. So don't fucking say that you're with the Christ then if you're fucking anti-Christ 
because you're like, well, this these things must happen in order. And that, that was like that was the context of that text, right? These things must happen in order to fulfill the end times. We've been told, we've been prophesied these things would happen. And her and he was like, it's exciting to watch it all play out. And her response was, I don't think seeing children murdered is exciting. Because it's fucking inhuman. Yeah, I guess I am. I'm angry about it. Yeah. Hmm. I, I really need to, to spend some time on that. Yeah. Well, I think that that might be the righteous anger that we're supposed to have. Um, well, we all like to think we have that, right? Well, <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, I, but we've I, been, I agree. You know, I'm not disagreeing with you. I'm just saying that. Yeah. We, we've been... Um, We've been tasked with this for a little over a year now, as many of us are unraveling how we see human life. Um, many of us thought we had great respect for human life, and we realized that our our systems and our ideology and our worldview um, have proven that we we do not have the respect for human life that we right. thought we did. Right. Um, I think the people who can recognize that are the ones who are going to change the world. Um, I'm challenged now with what you mentioned plumb line earlier. And um, this is an interesting word. It was described to me. um, Actually, my dad worked in concrete. He uh, made sidewalks and floors and all kinds of stuff. His whole career. His whole career, right. And one of the things that had to happen was a leveling where the whole house is unlevel. Nothing Mm -hmm. will be plumb if the foundation is not level. So there's this instrument that you use to create a plumb line. And it has this little pendulum that swings back and forth until it finds plumb, right? And so the idea that what is your plumb line, it's the level in the middle. It's the point from which we take the foundation and we build the rest of the house. So I can no longer live with my plumb line being my birthed worldview or belief system. My plumb line has to be something that is not so limited. Right. Worldview ha- is like you, you've described it in the past, like a diamond. There's this whole diamond that creates a spectacular experience in viewing it. But every side is different. Every surface, every little um, angle is its own view, right. Right? right? So depending on how you turn that diamond depends on what brilliancy you see and where you place it in light right Right. so worldview is like that it is what goes from my eyeballs out to the world but what goes from somebody else's eyes and out to the world is not the same worldview that i have right so if i let my worldview be my plumb line it is limited by my worldview right so what then is a proper plumb line? For me, and I can stand corrected in this, I'm willing to, to find it to be something else, but mine is love. Yeah. And it comes back to loving my neighbor as myself, the equality of love. Right. And so if something does not speak, look, act, sound, taste, feel like love, then maybe I need to rethink the worldview that I've had on that thing. Right. I need to expand that. Right. It's limited. Right. That's where I feel like I'm at with this topic is that it is challenging me to confront my worldview, the one I was raised with, and look at it in light of love instead. And I am not okay with this much loss of life and this much hate and this much money going behind loss of life. Right. Everything else around it, the details may matter, 
But that's what I come back to. Good. Good. Well, this is going to be a bit abrupt, <laughs> but we need to wrap this up. Yeah. <laughs> we have to wrap it up because, uh, because we told Sid we would help her out with a school project by watching Asher this afternoon. Yeah. And I just look at the time and it's like that time. Okay. So. <laughs> well, and I think. But that you, was it. You but, probably need another drink and just cool I probably, it well, yeah, well, we, we, There's we a lot of processing that has to happen now too. Yeah. yeah. But I think this was a, this was a good conversation for you and I to have. I think it's a good conversation um, for every household to be having. I think so too, because again, I, I discovered things about how I was feeling about this in the process of having this conversation. Yeah. That's why it's good to do this. So, yeah. you know, of course, you know, we have, uh, or at least I have the best atmosphere for having this because <laughs> I get to talk to you, yeah. you know, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. uh, as abrupt as this is, we're going to call that an episode. Yeah, All right. How about some, that? I have some mint leaves to pick up. Oh yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll see you, everybody. Bye.